0: You're listening to the Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa.
1: Welcome to Big News Sports, featuring Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author of 12 books and a 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated. Matt Coulter, a former Alabama Broadcaster of the Year and longtime media personality, and Christian Miller. A national championship-winning linebacker at Alabama who was drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Here's Lars, Matt, and Christian.
2: Welcome in to the Friday edition of Big Noon Sports. We are brought to you by Haley Sansing of Union Home Mortgage. Got a lot to get to today. We have A-Day coming up on Saturday. And our very own Christian is going to be in the booth calling the game. I'm very excited for Christian. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk about A-Day, NFL Draft, Jameson Williams, uh, former Alabama receiver, was one of uh, a few players that was suspended for gambling. We're going to dig into that, Uh, one of uh, five total players. And Christian, we uh, are going to start the show by, uh, by having you introduce uh, our special guest in studio.
3: Absolutely, Lars. And uh, we have some some great guests in in, in town visiting. And uh, I know everybody loves hearing um, about my good friends over at the Good Feet store. Well, now we have them in person in studio. We've got Richard and Joe from the Good Feet store. Um, went to breakfast earlier. Have you been to Metro Diner, Lars? Yes. Love it. It's great. It's great. And, and you, you know my favorite food is shrimp so it's only right that i got shrimp and grits nice yeah so started the morning off great um, but yeah, now we're here. But uh, guys, how are y'all? How how's it been? And we we, all, we also just left the complex. I got to give them a quick little tour. Oh, so, cool.
4: What was y'all's thoughts on yeah, that? What guys? did you guys think? It was amazing. Well, first the the breakfast was amazing. So Metro Diner. Next time I come into town, I'm going right back. So that's great. But Absolutely. Christian, thanks so much for hosting us. Uh, Always great great to be here. But being on campus and, and seeing that amazing facility, it's it was really nice. Appreciate it so much. Absolutely,
5: Joe. This is your second time. So I yeah, guess se- second time, and and you're Hall of Fame there, right? <laughs> You know, no, no. it's a sense of community. There is what I get, and it's absolutely unparalleled.
2: Nice, nice, guys. Can you just uh, give us the story of uh,
4: of Good Feet and just the, uh, the the background? Yeah, we're a thirty year old business started in uh, California in San Diego. A husband and wife both just uh, had, had trouble. Uh, they would always buy these inserts in their shoes, and it was really just com- it was just comfort. It didn't fix or help the problem, so they designed arch supports. And we're now in over, um, we have over 230 stores throughout the United States. We've got stores in Birmingham and in Tuscaloosa uh, and a couple more in in Alabama. But we we sell a system of our supports that do a lot of help for uh, people to live the lives they want to live without their feet getting in the way. It is amazing. As you get older, your feet
2: start to hurt. It was like right when I turned about 45, you'd wake up every day and my feet are hurting. Um, how did you guys get involved
4: with the company? Well, I was actually in Charlotte, North Carolina, playing in a flag football tournament. Nice. Um, not, not quite as good as Christian, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I can play pretty well. And a uh, buddy of mine called me and said, hey, what are you doing this weekend? I said, I'm playing in a flag football. He's, like, oh, you've got to go to the Good Feet store. I want you to try it out. And so I went in, they set me down, they talked to me about what do I wanna do? What am I trying to do? What's getting in the way? And I did a free fitting and test walk. Actually, they, they fitted me, put into my shoes. We walked around the store and I was like, whoa, wait a minute. This this works and she's like yeah you can take them out today you can leave with them so I bought them and then I called the guy back and said hey man why would you tell me to go there that was amazing he's like you want to buy it with me you want you want to get in let's grow this business so we invested in it pretty heavily and uh, I believe in it I wear it every day every single day how many stores were there at the time There's about 130 stores uh, a couple years ago in 2020 think about it we invested in this business right when COVID hit brick and mortar business where we need Ouch. to meet yeah we need meet with you. We need to sit down and talk. This isn't one of those things you buy online. Sure. If you buy one of these online, they're not going to fit right. Because we measure the four arches of your feet and we will put a program together for you, a series of arch supports that really help. But what's amazing about it is uh, we grew during COVID because it's such a great product and people needed that service. Yeah, And I can speak on firsthand experience, just
3: going in there when I was getting um, you know, tested and fit for my supports is it, the 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 customer services was superior. I mean, they brought out massage uh, a massage machine for my feet while I waited, and, and and the wait was not long at all. They bring them out. I got to t- uh, do my test walk, the balance test, and showed me where I lacked support and uh, how they would work. So I can speak on that, and and I've definitely benefited from them. I was telling you guys earlier how my dad uses them. He loves them, playing in the NFL nine years, he definitely needs them as well. Um, but that leads me to my next question. So who all can benefit from these? You know, a lot of people, um, might just assume it might be for, for older folks who are dealing with that type of pain, but, but really it, the age ranges, right? So, so who all
5: can benefit from these supports? Good question. Uh, age six to 106, we see wow. everything in that spectrum, right? And, and for me, I never had foot problems, but my knees hurt, uh, I had lower back pain and I'm only 33. Now I, I got involved with the brand when I was only 30 mm-hmm. and I started using the product and my knee pain was, was gone yeah, uh, almost instantly. Right. And, and I almost take, uh, for granted that I don't have the back pain anymore, uh, as I think about it now. Um, but I, I wear the supports, I wear them for the rest of my life, but we see, we see kids starting sports, their feet hurt, getting in soccer cleats and things like that. We see, uh, retirees, newly retirees that want to go out and walk, but they can't make the whole walk. Uh, They can't go the whole distance. They got to stop and wait for the group to come back around. Right. Um, And we we see the older spectrum too, just just wanting to live a better life, do the things that they've always loved to do. But now their bodies are starting to hurt them a little bit more and and they want to get back to it. So what you're saying is anybody can benefit.
3: You don't have to be an athlete or have played football years or, you know, an elderly person.
5: Anybody can truly benefit from these sports. That's right. And the most important thing and you you touched on a little bit when you come to the Good Feet store, our arch support specialists are going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. They're going to spend time getting to know you connect with you, learn your lifestyle. And then the three-step system is gonna be catered towards that lifestyle. We're gonna precision fit a three-step system that fits you. Absolutely. When the
2: mother of my children was pregnant, her feet hurt so bad. This is just an out-of-the-left-field
4: question. Do you get many pregnant women coming in? Oh, yeah. Th- this is really important. Folks that are on their lifestyle, and this is why it's so important, we believe that our product is so different than other products. It's, it's a lifetime warranty product. So come to us. If you're pregnant, come to us. Your feet are going to change, so come back. You're going to develop a relationship with your art support specialist, yes. um, and we're, we're going to be there with you through the journey. And how do you go about
2: figuring out where you want to uh, place a store? Like, wh- why, what was it about Tuscaloosa that convinced you, OK, this
4: is a market that we need to be in? Well, it's it's, it's interesting. Joe, Joe handles that force for our company. But I think for me, as the leader of the company throughout the country, I want to be Uh, Accessible to everyone. So we want to be where everybody can have a short drive to get there. Now we know we've uh, only got 200 and some stores. I believe we're going to have over 1,000, 1,500 stores pretty soon. Wow. Uh, but it really is in a population density where we know that we can uh, meet the people, their radio shows, their TV shows. This is a, a new product. So it, it isn't just that you have to do your typical advertising, right? We have to educate the consumer, which is why we're here today. We've been all throughout the South the last couple of weeks just talking to people about the product. It's why people like Christian, you're so important because uh, you get to know the product. You recognize it's great for you. You're in Absolutely. your 20s. It's great for your dad. you know. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we, we're going to be all over the country before too long.
2: And, and just w- w- what's your background? Uh, w- where did you grow up? And uh, did, did you ever think that uh, sh- uh, working with Arches was uh, going to
4: be, uh, you know, your, your future? No, no, not, not at all. I, uh, I grew up in North Carolina um, and, uh, you know, just uh, loved growing up in a small town, North Carolina, textile town. And uh, went off to law school after I, I already told Christian, don't nobody get mad at me here, <laughs> nobody hold it against me. I went to an ACC school, uh, but but not one known for football, um, uh, but uh, went off to law school in the Northeast and started practicing law and uh, just got into franchising. I believe in franchising. The beautiful thing about our model is most of our stores are owned by franchisees. They're wonderful business partners and uh, just ended up running in that that circle. But very fortunate to be able to be part of a company that helps people, truly helps people live the lives they love. My dad is a lawyer, so uh, uh, that was the reason I didn't go to law
2: school. Um, yeah, got, <laughs> no, don't hold that against me, me either. A million, million uh, <laughs> lawyer jokes, of course. Uh, but do you find that your law degree helps you? My dad always said, like, he wanted me to go to law school, but never practiced just because of, of the way that it, it helps you approach
4: issues and you apply logic. Right. No, it is true. It's uh, I think a lot of things that you can learn in law school just help you think about things in a rational, think about things in a logical way, as you said, and you sort of see the risk. You see the opportunities and, and you sort of attack or approach things that way. But I think, I, I guess the most important thing uh, about growing up and learning, uh, is really just how to treat people, right. Mm-hmm. And just really just treat people fairly, honestly. And and that's what we try to do with our sports specialists. We hire folks who care about people who genuinely have a concern and, 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 and just have empathy and compassion for people. So if you, if you come to our store, that's the person you're going to see because those are the most important people. But, um, But yeah, it it, it helps to sort of learn how to think that way, right? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, speaking of care real quick, I just wanna ask
3: you, if you don't mind explaining um, why foot care is so important and, and why it is so beneficial to wear these these arch supports that benefit benefit your feet, right? Like because you know I'm an, uh, a kinesiology major. I'm interested in anatomy. Could you just explain how like the positioning of our feet, knees, and hips can cont- contribute to that pain that you might be experiencing, and why these arch supports are so beneficial?
5: Yeah, the foot is really complex. There's mm-hmm. a lot of bones in there, a lot of tendons, a lot of muscles. That's right. And most people think it's just one arch. We got four. Richard Richard said that earlier, right? And so it's it's sort of uh, a lot to think that you're going to find one product off the shelf that's going to help all of the the mechanics that's going on in there. Sure. And the feet being those pillars of the body really affect everything that goes on up. Right. Uh, And and that's where we seek to to find out what's going on your feet. But let's get you aligned. Let's get your body aligned so that you don't have the knee pain, the hip pain, the back pain. We can align the body and uh, align your life to be better so you can do what you want to do.
2: All right, uh, we are going to go to break, but we're going to come back and we're going to talk more about feet. Yeah, (laughs)
1: guys, and uh, yeah, we'll be right back with the good feet, guys. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy
7: this afternoon, the chance of a few scattered showers, the high around 80. For tonight, cloudy, a good chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm in spots, the low 52. And a nice day tomorrow, the sky sunny, the high at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: What's going on with the Crimson Tide? Download the Tide 129 app today.
2: Welcome back into the Big Noon Sports. We are talking with the fine folks who run Good Feet. And they are one of our uh, favorite sponsors. They've been with us from the very beginning. And we're very grateful for you guys uh, believing in Christian in particular but uh, really uh, very thankful. So uh, appreciate you guys so much. Now, in, in the break, you were really breaking it down for me of how these supports work and the different kinds of support. And, and Christian just pulled his out of his shoe. Mm-hmm. By the way, you got really big feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably fitting, you know, being 6'4". <laughs> <six, four. laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I didn't realize
3: it was so, they were so hard. Yeah, and and that's what he was calling the strengthener. And I'll let um, Richard explain that, what he was going into detail about. But there are different supports and different, I call them levels, right? And so I'm wearing what I showed you as a strengthener. Um, which helps mold that, but I'll let Richard really go into that because he, man, he explains it. <laughs> into yeah. no, sure.
4: Thanks. No. So the the every single person needs the the system, which are three sets of arch supports. The first is the strengthener, and the strengthener can be very very rigid or less rigid based on your need. Uh, the strengthener will actually strengthen and align your foot. Think about that as your workout. Think about that. Yep. You're really strengthening. You're giving it a good 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 workout, and and that's an important thing. So some folks, like Christian, can wear that strengthener uh, all day. Mm-hmm. Other folks might wear it once a week for a while. Some folks need it uh, uh, maybe an hour or so a day. Mm-hmm. Then the next one is the maintainer. The maintainer think of it as sort of your exercise, sort of your your run, your what you know, you were you were strengthening your foot, now you're maintaining it and you're you're utilizing it, supporting the arch. Um I'm wearing that today. That's what I wear most of the day. Uh when I run or when I do do exercise, I I I, I wear that. When I play five football, I, I wear it. Um, and it, it is the maintainer. And then we have the relaxer. And it is super important. Uh, it's kind of like your recovery, uh, sure. right? And and so you need uh, a lot of folks do all this work with the strengthener and maintainer. And then they take their shoes off, uh, walk around the house or wear a different shoe on a weekend where they're just losing it all. They're not ma- they're not keeping up with what they just uh, strengthened and maintained their arch. And the relaxer allows it to do that. But remember, the four arches of your foot. So you'll see the product. You'll see that there's an arch on the metatarsal rise you'll see it right there not just that one on the inside of your mm-hmm. foot but there's one on the outside there's one on the metatarsal and one around the heel uh, it's a it's a comprehensive system that is it changes people's lives. It just helps people um, do more. And again, it's the system that really works. And that's what separates good
3: you, good feet from the rest of these arch supports because, you know, you go into CVS or wherever you're at and you might see these arch supports, but they're not good feet. They're not designed. So what, what exactly is, is what you're explaining, right? The system is what separates you guys from just a generic support, right? A hundred percent. It's the
4: system and it's also the precision fit. We have... Thousands of different combinations of systems, and that's why we—that's why you said you had that med massager, right? Exactly. So we had to go to the back based on what you told us, what you did, and we've got to put the system together for you. Sure. Um, and and we have tons and tons of inventory, but it's but it's based on which combination works best. For your arches and remember, you might have a size uh, you, well, no, we're <laughs> you. So you might have a size 11 and a half foot, I might have 11 and a half foot, but our arch support system might be totally different because our arches are different and our gates are different and our lifestyles are different. and so the system is what's really clearly important. and we don't, we don't think other people do that online, they're just measuring your foot, their shoe size, CVS, they're measuring your shoe size. they don't even talk about the arches exactly. Um, it's different. It's different. Absolutely. Back when I was in grad school, one of my good
2: friends who was a little older than me said, hey, never skimp on getting a good bed or getting good shoes arches because you're on your feet or on your back right, all of your life. Um, Do you have a story, just an anecdotal story about how your product has really changed somebody's life? I mean, I, I hate asking questions where
4: I don't. No, uh, no, no, didn't... no. I mean, so many stories. I mean, go, go online, goodfeet.com. The customer testimonials are all over. The place. And listen, if you hear a customer testimony on ad of ours, those are real people who called us and thanked us mm-hmm. or went back in their store and told their art support specialist, hey, videotape me right now. I need to tell these people thank you. That's literally where we get these customer testimonials. They're not paid professionals pretending to wear our product. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Um, For me, flag football, I'm 52 and I'm playing with a bunch of 30-year-olds half the time. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually able to play. More importantly, I'm able to actually exist... A day or two after I play. The recovery, <laughs> yeah. it's amazing. I can go to t-ball with my little one, or I can, I'm teaching him, he's about five, teaching him to play flag football now. So being able to actually... You know what, I, I'm 52 as well, we and go. I have little ones. I've got uh, six, six, and seven, okay. so... Yeah. Oh, you're going to laugh at mine. Mine's a, my oldest about to turn five, my twins are four, and my youngest is two and a half. Wow, so, man. I'm in it. You and I are living the same, same life. <laughs> we are, we definitely are. <laughs> oh, But, but no, uh, I'll give an example. My aunt, uh, we, we hooked her up she was a nurse all her life on her feet and she called me and and was just like Richard I can actually go on the walk with my friends every morning and I don't have to stop halfway sitting on a bench waiting for them to come back around to go and I'm like well guys you did you miss half the gossip right like on that walk in the morning with your lady friends we've got people who play golf uh, who say, Richard, I can actually like, you know you know that day with a golf cart. you can't you can't ride on the, you got to stay on the car, car yeah, path. Yeah, you stay on the and, and, and those some of those guys are like, I just got to drop a ball because that's too far over there for yeah. me to walk. I mean, that's a lot of people, right? They don't have to do that anymore. They can walk. We have people in stores. This is the truth. We have people in stores who walk in with a cane who leave the cane at the store because <laughs> well, the pain is not not there cow. anymore, and and it's because we're just supporting their feet in the right way. And and again, one thing people talk about is well, what, what shoe is there? We we actually can put these products in most every shoe. Ladies, you're wearing those high heels. We have products for you that really? will support your arch support. I mean, you can bring in those six inch heels. We have a support that'll fit in those 100%, right? Because you need the system. You need the system no matter what shoe you're wearing. Wow. What exactly happens during
2: the free fitting and and the walk?
5: Yeah, so the first thing, you're going to come in, they're going to sit you down, and they're going to start to ask you questions. They want to know about you. We want to listen, find out what your lifestyle is, right? And then we're going to do a balance test. We're going to do a balance test with you without the supports, and then we're going to put the supports under you and do it again. The results are astounding. People's balance changes so much with just that arch support under them. Mm-hmm. That's a huge wow moment for a lot of people, right? But then the real magic happens when you try them. You do that test walk. Mm-hmm. And for some of these people, they've had a long journey. They, they've, they've come in and said, for the last five, ten years, I've been in pain and I've tried everything. Yep. Right. And sometimes they get five steps and they just stop and start crying. Uh, and it's that instant. And then our, you know, wow. our, our, our teams care so much. They start crying and other <laughs> customers start crying. And it, it, get, it gets, it uh, gets, it gets to be a special thing, but they do that test walk in those supports and all three uh, in the system or more, and they get to try it before they buy it. They get to feel the value before making a commitment. There's, there's so many products out there that you have to send your, your footprint away or send a, 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 a for a request and they send you something and then you do your footprint and you send it back and a month later you get a product. Uh, you know, and it, with us, it's, it, you're feeling it right away. You're, you're getting to test that out and, and really work on it. And we have a support for you. Come in, we'll make adjustments. You like something a little harder on your foot, a little bit softer. We got all the options for you.
3: Yeah, And I love the, the try before you buy because I'm one of those people like I need to be convinced, right? If I'm going to do something, I want to be convinced. And there's no other way to do that than you actually try it out for yourself. There's no obligations. Y'all are inviting folks in say, hey. Come try them. We guarantee you'll you'll be satisfied. That's what I tell everybody. The minute I walked in there, um, from the customer service to, to actually trying the supports, um, I was completely sold. And I'm I'm just very grateful to be, um, you know, fitted for them and to have them and, and use them. And even my dad, has helped my family. So I'm, I'm really thankful to you guys. Um, and I'm going down there today. Yeah. Yes. No, we definitely need <laughs> large um, real yeah. quick. I just we talk a lot about the supports, but y'all offer some more things in the store.
4: Besides supports, talk a little bit about what else you guys offer in the store. Yeah, that's a great question, Christian. One of the things that we recognize pretty quickly is that people could also benefit from compression Mm -hmm. uh, socks um, and sleeves. And so we went out and we researched the best. Uh, compression out there, and we found a little company owned by a father son out of Hickory, North Carolina, that just makes the best compression. And I love that story, just based in small town North Carolina, David and Josh, and and we partnered with them, and they now provide an entire line of socks compression for us uh, at the Good Feet Store. It's O.S. First brand. Um, you, they have plantar fasciitis socks, they have bunion socks, we have travel socks, amazing compression up uh, up to your knee. We have knee. Sleeves, elbow sleeves. I'll tell you what, when I go out and play flag football, I got my maintainers in and I've got all of my, socks, all of my yeah. stuff up there. I am a, I am a OS first uh, billboard on, on my legs, but nice. it makes a difference. And even just, I'll, I'll talk to folks who are like, Richard, we wear the, we wear the plantar fasciitis socks with our strengthener and it's just double duty. Some folks who have, a, who have plantar fasciitis pretty badly, they'll wear our plantar sock at night. Because they know, they say, Richard, I need the art supports all the time, and I'm laying down on my bed. I'm not going to wear shoes to bed. I know with the art supports. like that, yeah. Yeah, so they wear that sock at night. Some folks who don't, they'll wake up in the morning hurting, and then they'll get in their art supports, and they won't hurt in about 30, 45 minutes. And, but then they find that if they wear the sock at night, it helps them a good bit. So we have that line as well.
2: Is there a story behind how
4: the technology was developed? Yeah, it was uh, the original support um, developed in Germany many, many, many years ago. And so uh, the original idea of an arch support. I mean, if you think about it, guys, everybody buys shoes, right? We all buy these shoes and they all have these insoles in them. Well, God didn't make your arches and your foot like my foot, even even if we're both 11 and a half, right? God didn't make our feet the same, but we just buy the same insole. Right. And then we go to CVS and buy that extra cushion. Same thing. So what we're doing and how we've designed it is we've looked at what makes a difference. And that difference is all four arches, not just one, Um, not just supporting one. And then uh, our, our team just kept making them. We've got hundreds and hundreds of molds. And I want to say something about that. We make them in the United States. We are USA-made awesome. product in Carlsbad, California. If you're Love ever it. out in the San Diego region, come over and see us. We got machines, and we're building those those products. Um, and we're super, super excited about that part of it, guys. This has been phenomenal.
3: Um, so much insight. Love having you guys in studio. I know you guys have some obligations, but. Feel free to stay around or come back whenever. Yep. Um, Open invitation. Absolutely. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you guys or contact you guys if they are interested. Maybe head on to the website.
4: Definitely. You can go to the website, uh, goodfeet.com. You can make an appointment on the website or you can call us to make an appointment, but you do not need an appointment. You can walk right
5: in. Uh, We have the store in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Yep. Right over at Midtown Village off McFarland. Yep. And we have a store in Birmingham. Uh, At the Summit in Birmingham, right off the highway. And uh, a couple other Alabama locations. That's right. We're in Montgomery. We're in Mobile. uh, Also up in uh, Madison, in the Huntsville area. Oh, nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming
2: by. I really appreciate it. Guys, and, thanks so much. Appreciate it. And, Lars, see you at the store? Absolutely. Well, that's right. I'm, I'm going to be on my way <laughs> right after the show's over. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking to Donnie Allison, NASCAR legend, who is uh, going to be giving the command to, gentlemen, start your engines at Talladega on Sunday. We'll be right back. This is Big News for us.
1: From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
6: The universal truth of women's shoes. The cuter they are, the more they hurt. You have to put your best foot forward, and if your best foot is an ugly shoe, oh my goodness. Lee San thought she had to choose between looking good and feeling good, until she got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now I can wear the shoes that I've picked out because I like the way they look, not because they were comfortable. Goodfeet relieved her pain and her fashion dilemma. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com.
2: That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Big news sports. That was a lot of fun, Christian. Having the uh, the, the, the the top the top guys from Big Feet uh, in in our studio, and this is a nationwide company. Um, and uh, I, I mean, I know just I did. They're first I, class. I, That's I, what I told you, man. I, I, I know hundreds of people that have problems with their feet.
3: Oh yeah, literally. Yeah, no, and I, and that's why I, I, I push it a lot, and rightfully so, because I want people to experience that relief that I've experienced. My dad, you will soon experience. Yeah. Um, it truly is remarkable, the difference that it makes. And uh, I think it's, that just goes to show it's just fun to have conversations with folks. And like, You're asking great, yeah. great questions about their background, and I, I, I love that Richard's a Carolina guy from North Carolina, uh, Kannapolis, not too far from where I'm at, and they, they work with a company, company out of Hickory.
2: Uh, brings me back. Oh, he's from Kannapolis? Yeah. Oh, are you familiar? I, that's where the Intimidator grew up. The, the Earnhardt family from Canapolis. Oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Right? yeah, So
3: you covered NASCAR, yeah, for well, way too many years. Well, speaking of NASCAR, we, we're a little late, but we need to get we need to let the fans know and, and the listeners know. That we're giving away a pair of tickets, and we'll send them to you digital, uh, digitally. Um, and this is courtesy of Wendy's, so thank you Wendy's um, for offering these tickets up. Um, so if you guys are interested, uh, go and submit your entries there. Is it? You
8: can just go. Uh, however, you want to give away the tickets, uh, Christian, on Gary Harris' show. He had a, a trivia question that was NASCAR-related. Who is? Do you know the most? Who has the most Cup wins at Talladega? Do you know who it is?
2: Dylan our senior. Boom! Winner for Lars. Yeah. Lars hey, Swartz I the tickets. <laughs> uh, so if all want to we'll come take, up with the, one. We'll whatever, come up with it. a question. Yeah. Uh, and we'll start to to come, come up with the question in the break. Yeah. And Johnny Allison uh,
8: will join us in a minute. He, was, he might give us some a better good location. So I'll give you some time to brainstorm and tease the fans.
3: Yeah, that'll be good though. So we're giving a pair. Giving so it's a pair, right, Joe? Yeah, we're giving away a pair of tickets to the big race, big NASCAR race. So to all listeners out there, be ready, be prepared. We've got a, got a trivia question coming up and uh, gives you an opportunity to win some tickets, which is awesome. And I, I'll also, um, after having a great conversation, I would love to push the phone lines if we can. So if anybody would like to call in, we've got A-Day coming up tomorrow, uh, the big race this weekend. You can call us now at 205-342-9904. Again, that's
2: 205-342-9904. Yeah, this is a great opportunity to talk to Christian about A-Day And also just, uh, hey, what do you want Christian to talk about during the game? When he's calling the game? There you go.
3: (laughs) You know, I did a little segment on a pregame show we did this past season called Christian's Corner. So I guess we're having a little expansion right now to Christian's Corner on Big Noon Sports today. So if anybody wants to call in, talk a little Alabama football, A-Day coming up, um, what you might be excited about, what you're expecting. um, Love to to talk about that. Uh, We definitely could talk some NASCAR. Lars might uh, be a little more suited for that. I'll try my. best but i'm excited about that um i think i want to tune into the race matt's not here right now and, and because he's attending he's uh, working uh, he's yeah,
2: working. he's still uh after all these years uh works victory lane uh awesome. so he is literally the first guy uh to the first reporter to interview the winner well actually no it, it would be uh the the, the what's the, the race is on what oh, uh, sunday yeah, it's on Sunday, but is it on Fox? Oh, I think it's on, let me find out. Fox
8: yeah, or yeah. FS1? Let yeah, me find
2: yeah. Out. So I think it's on FS1. So is that what he so was doing in the FS- movie? Is, yeah, is yeah. that so literally like, yes. that exact thing? That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, originally, and just, so we're, we're talking about Talladega Nights, and uh, originally Matt uh, was playing just the role of the uh, reporter in Victory Lane, and I think it was... Um, it wasn't Will Ferrell. It was
8: uh, John C. Riley asked was, him, yeah, Hey man,
2: what's your real yeah, name? What'd John C. Riley asked Matt his real name and they just went with that. And so Matt actually plays himself in Talladega nights, which is cool, which is really cool. Yeah,
3: how cool is it? Not,
2: you're not only in a movie, but you're playing yourself. I feel like yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome. And with, with Will Ferrell and, um, I do have a Will Ferrell story. Uh, may as well get into it really quick. Uh, living in new york city i'm a huge pickup basketball player go to the go to central park and uh just start to, uh uh like get in the line and it's uh it's on a smaller court so it's just three on uh, i'm sorry it's just two on two mm-hmm. and um eventually uh i notice it's like will ferrell's playing and will's a big guy right he's like little bit taller than you i That's think yeah I think he's, he's tall he, he's he's about your height and doesn't have your muscle but he's
9: <laughs> probably <laughs> hey, more, it, probably it, it, basketball height
2: height uh, is important so i think that but way. um but so uh will uh asked me to join his team and we ran the court for like 35 minutes or so okay, of, okay we just, hold
3: on now y'all ran the court who are you playing against
2: well, Guys it's not like me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I was, it was not like we were in, like, you know, an elite pickup court. We well, I'm were, asking you because I've seen videos of some of
3: these those you know, outside courts up up north in New York, where it gets competitive. Yeah, no,
2: no, this is this is not go, like, like the chain, men like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is not like uh, rucker. No, this is this isn't like you know some of the top street courts in in, in the oh, city. Okay. This is a. Uh, This is guys who uh, graduated, you know, from Yale playing, right? I mean, running the course, too, in that setting is impressive. Anyway, so after we were done uh, and we got beat, will um, we started talking, and he's like, that dang Adam Sandler. I'm like, what? He's like, he plays on our Saturday Night Live team, and he never shows up, and we need, like, a guard. And, like, would you be interested in playing, Lars? I was like, oh my God, yes, here's my number. So I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited, and Will Farrell never called me back. Damn. <laughs> Just it a was, closer loop. Guys, the race is on Sunday at 2 p.m., and
8: you can watch it on local Fox television.
2: Good deal. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it, it's going to be... Uh, A really a a terrific race it's so fun just to go out to talladega and experience just the the whole weekend have you you haven't done that yet have you i haven't but you know
3: what? i just thought about speaking of talladega and nascar um a name that keeps popping up is joey logano i was just speaking with richard and joe from the Goodfeet store he's actually one of their main sponsors and he told me that he would love to have joey call in and so maybe we can get Joey uh, Logano on the show soon. Uh, I think that'd be awesome. Um, but to answer your question, no, I've, I've never been. I'll watch it sparingly. Uh, it was just surprising, Lars, because I'm a huge car guy. And me and Matt have talked about that. I love, I love, uh, <laughs> I love cars. And uh, you would think that I would just be all over NASCAR. Um, so I really do want to try
2: to dive into it. But um, I've heard about what, the experience what do, you, going, what, do you, what do you like about cars? Do you like the look, just, or do you like getting under the hood and, it, it, and tinkering around? All of it. it. It goes back to when I was a kid. Um,
3: when I was young, my, when my grandfather had like a like a 69 Corvette, right? He he always had nice cars. My my dad played in the NFL, and I remember he would have all, all types of cars. So your they, dad you had, had some nice cars. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I just remember when I was at a young age, I... I, I you know was very attracted to cars I, I loved cars and um as i got older i remember watching the fast and furious movies and I, I i just was obsessed with like the the customization customization of the cars you know the the working on the cars you know you know you customizing how you wanted it you know you know you know mechanically or just aesthetically and uh, i had an older brother him and all his friend had cars and you know we have a big car scene back in the carolinas where, you know, guys would, you know, customize their car. So when I was 14, I bought a car. I couldn't even drive it, but I was so excited. I saved up money. I used to flip mopeds and dirt bikes and and electronics on Craigslist. You're unbelievable, man. Yeah, no, you can ask (laughs) my mom. And I bought my first car at 14 with no permit. It was a 2000 Mitsubishi Eclipse GT and a five-speed. Didn't even know how to drive a five-speed at the time, but I learned damn quick. Yeah. I used to beg my mom. "It's my Mom, can I please drive the car? She's like, you, no, you can't. You, don't, you can't legally drive, dude. I was like, please let me take it around. So I used to try to just drive around the neighborhood, and I used to work on it at home. I used to install intakes on there, change the rims out on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, and that's where my love for cars came in. It, What's the it's most powerful car you've had? Uh, probably the the twenty twenty one c eight corvette that or i 've had a, a a dodge hellcat in, in a six speed manual which that that 's a little scary because those tires can't grip. grip. There's too much horsepower. It's a rear-wheel drive. And in the manual... Christian, the what is just- it about
8: the Hellcat and the
3: Alabama football program? Oh, okay. Look, look, look. Oh, wait. let me let me be clear now. I they know, know, I know, I know. They, I know. they, have, char- they have chargers and, 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 and challengers, but they don't have... I haven't seen many Hellcats. Okay, so there okay, might be okay. one. Now, the only reason I say it, because as a, as a car guy, there's a big difference between a Hellcat, a Scat Pack, and just a regular RT. Okay. And okay. then a V6. But no... I, you know what? That's a great question, though. I mean, these young guys love chargers and challengers. I swear, that's all they drive. Um, I couldn't answer that question. You I know on the, crowd why I like the it. internet where oh, Alabama giving oh, the all their kids chargers. Well, I'll tell you this: I'm a big car guy. I never got any <laughs> keys to a charger and challenger. I, I, <laughs> I wish, I did. I would have loved <laughs> with nil. Now, I guess I mean you can shoot. And if I was in college now, I'd do it. I, I would have loved to strike
2: an nil deal with the car. So, have you ever gotten out on the open road, and you know it's safe? And just opened it up and see how fast your baby can go. So
3: here's the thing, Lars. I'm I'm very respectful of speed limits. I I will say this, even though I love cars and I like manual cars and drive, I'm more respectful and appreciative of just you know driving the car uh, to the fact that I'll accelerate in it. I'll I'll bang through the gears. But I'll cut it off once I'm around the speed limit. Yeah, you know, obviously, maybe a little too. over. Yeah. But only because I've just learned. I mean, you're playing with fire, right? You're risking a lot. Pulled over, causing an accident. And um, I, I, I want to be responsible. I mean, Because I'm also a big motor- motorcycle guy. right? motorcycles. And, uh, you know, there's too many stories of guys trying to go too fast, being reckless and careless. Um, so, yeah, I'll I open it up to the speed limit, and then I, I cut it off. I, I don't want any you'll, issues. You'll,
2: you'll jackrabbit off the line. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right? I'll,
3: I'll feel the pull, then i then I slow it down. But again, back, uh, on the, the topic of cars, remember, guys, we're giving away a free pair of tickets to the big race this Sunday. Uh, we're going to come up with a trivia question over this over break. The break? Yep. We'll ask you guys. And then again, you can call in and give us your answer at a chance at winning those tickets at 205-342-9904.
2: 205-342-9904. It's Big news Sports. We'll be right back.
1: Covering SEC sports like Kudzu on the roadside, this is Big Noon Sports. right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation
0: across the United States and from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are
5: here
6: working hard for you in an effort to provide you with
5: excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education,
6: and excellence in sports injury prevention.
1: We are here for you, aggressively pursuing victory over
0: injury.
2: Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you. Tide 100.9,
7: Tuscaloosa weather. Increasingly cloudy this afternoon, the chance of a few scattered showers, the high around 80. For tonight, cloudy, a good chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm in spots, the low 52. And a nice day tomorrow, the sky sunny, the high at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 76 degrees in Tuscaloosa. A
0: national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: All right, Christian and I are digging deep into the archives for the trivia question. We, we need a little bit more time, so we are going to do it at the top of the next hour. But now we are joined with Donnie Allison, NASCAR legend. Donnie, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing really good, thank you. So, Donnie, what is your favorite Talladega memory?
10: Oh my gosh, uh, a lot of them really. Uh, uh, Seventy-one was quite a memory when I had the one-lap drag race. Uh, I was driving the wooden the car and I won the race. Uh, all, all my memories basically were pretty good for
3: Talladega. Really? Yeah. I mean, and that's not not a bad problem to have if all your your memories are good at Talladega. <laughs> what What about? Uh, <laughs>
10: yes. yes. It's been bad and good. Uh, you know, I was part of the, the strike they had in uh, 6970, and uh, uh, a big part of that. Uh, I was very disappointed because I happened to be the first race car driver to ever make a lap around Talladega in a
3: race car. Mm, wow. That would have been a great trivia question right yes, there. Yeah. Donnie, we're we're coming up with a trivia question cuz because we are giving away a pair of tickets to the big race this Sunday and uh we'd love to know, I mean, if you have a a good trivia question that we could ask <laughs> the audience, uh we'd gladly we'd gladly take that help. You have a, a pretty good trivia question that you think we could ask? Wow. <laughs>
10: I can't think of one really right off my head yeah but, we're putting you on the spot yeah.
2: on that one. We'll, we'll keep thinking no worries you know, you know uh, during the break Christian and I were talking about just how much Christian loves cars What what is it that drew you not just to NASCAR but to cars in general
10: well I don't know uh, I, I, is it is something that grows on you or in you or with you uh, after a while it's uh you know it's a very big part of your, your life and uh uh it just deals with cars. That's it.
2: Yeah. And what, what what do you think what characteristics make up a good driver? Like what 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 separates the great from, you know, the, the average?
10: I think it's the ability to do something positive without really thinking about it. Uh You know, I talk all the time about uh, people want to know about a woman driver, uh, and I'm not by any means macho man or anything like that. I just always have believed that uh, a woman thinks about something and does it; a man does it then thinks about it.
2: And uh, let's see, on Sunday, you are giving the uh, command uh, along with uh, uh, Bobby see. and Red. B- yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that, I just lost <laughs> that. Uh, what, what's that. What's that experience? Uh, have you have you done that before? And, and what do you expect the experience to be like?
10: Oh, yeah, I've done it before. Uh, it'll be really cool because it's going to be a big shindig all day. Sunday all morning. Sunday morning, Bobby and Red and I'll be there at the Big Bill Garage at ten thirty uh, to sign autographs and visit with people. Uh, and then, then I'll be making a lap in the twenty seven race car replica of Banjo's car, which is, uh, you know, very, 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 very big. In in my thinking, uh, in fact, that was the car that I made the first lap ever in. Um, and and then. We'll give the command to start your engine, and then we'll uh, watch them start the race.
3: Donnie, in regards to Talladega, what makes that track different than the others?
10: It's so big, it's so fast, and it has so much grip. And what I mean by grip is the car sticks so good. Uh, Actual, uh, when you see cars running around here like we do in Talladega now, three or four wide for lap after lap after lap after lap. After lap. The cars are, are just all all stuck to the ground that good. And then the driver holds them wide open. He doesn't back off the gas now, and they use the brake to keep them hitting each other. I never did that when I drove. When I drafted, I could draft pretty good, I felt like, and uh, I never used the left foot brake. But now that's the way they do it. I mean, that's what it calls for. And... The thing about it is is not necessarily the fastest car going to win the race. It's the guy that gets in the right position at the right time and have luck all his way.
2: And what is more important in Talladega? The car or the driver? Oh, the car. The car. Oh, Oh, that's interesting. uh, Yeah, A good driver
10: can't take a bad car and win with it. Not at Talladega. You got to have a good car, you got to have a good driver and you got to have a good pick, too. And now you better have a good guy on the roof telling you what's wrong right and where to go.
2: Well, thank you so much for joining us. We're up against a break and, uh, and, and, and good luck with uh, everything on Sunday. Donnie Allison, we really appreciate your time.
10: Thank you very much. Y'all come see me.
2: All right, we we'll be right back. This is good news, big news for us. <laughs>
0: Best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the strip. It's Luxury Game Day Apparel Redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops Apparel, clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athletes fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Mizanimain. And if you haven't tried the, Miz in the Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, Luxury Game Day Apparel Redefined.
7: Work is a part of all of us. Working drives us to push beyond what we thought was imaginable and allows us to come together again for the things that really matter. That's why the Alabama Department of Labor and the Alabama Career Center System is here to help you discover bigger opportunities than ever before. Visit your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, PTA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association
2: seven nine two one eight one three that's two oh five seven nine two one eight one three let haley help you
0: a national championship team covering a national championship team the best sports talk in the state tied 100.9 and streaming on the tied 100.9 app hd G H D two Northport and W two six five C G Tuscaloosa Tide one hundred point nine and screaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app.
1: Welcome back to Big Noon Sports with Lars Anderson, Matt Coulter, and Christian Miller.
2: Welcome back in to hour number two of Big Noon Sports. We're brought to you by Haley Sansing of Union Home Mortgage. Christian, uh, during the break, were you able to uh, dig through the mountain of research that you have and and come up with a trivia question? Uh, Yes, I I, I was able to do that, Lars. I think I came up with one it's probably
3: a little soft pitch right it's probably not the hardest one but i want to give you guys a chance to win these these this pair of tickets because i i want you guys um our great listeners out there to have a chance to go to talladega so here's a trivia question again i'm going to ask it and give us a call at 205-342-9904 give us your answer and you have a chance to win a free pair of tickets to talladega so here we go where was the first nascar race held That's it. And I feel I now granted somebody like me would not know that, but I feel like if you're a NASCAR fan, that's a good question. And and, and I think that's fair. Gives you a fair chance. So again, if you have the answer to the question, I'll ask it one more time. Where was the first NASCAR race held? The very first one. Where was it held at, folks? Again, call in at two oh five. 342-9904 three four two nine nine zero four now to, th- th- sorry no you're good uh, I just telling just go ahead and give us a call if you have that answer the this
2: first come first serve with the right answer how specific are we getting on this are we just looking for the city or are we looking for the actual name of the racetrack oh
3: man that's a great that's a great point Lars I you know what I would probably say the, the track but I they should go hand in hand from my understanding how NASCAR works. There probably are a couple places, maybe with a couple, maybe, I don't know. But you know what? That's a great point. We prefer the track. I think that's that's fitting, Fitting, right? Yeah. I think the track's fair. Okay. So we're, the it's, first, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, the track... And, hell, maybe both. I don't know. The track, (laughs) the the location, whatever you got. You got to do the track. Yeah, we'll do the track Um, of the first NASCAR race. Again, 205-342-9904. First come, first serve. You have that answer where the first NASCAR race was held. You'll win a pair of tickets to Talladega this Sunday at 2 o'clock, right, Joe?
2: Yeah, 2 o'clock. And uh, it's going to be fun. I remember the first time uh, I rolled through the tunnel uh, at Talladega, and just absolutely could not believe the enormity of it—2.66 uh, mile tri oval, biggest, baddest track in uh, not just in the, on the NASCAR circuit, but in the United States. And um, you know they had to put the restrictor plates in the carburetors uh to slow <laughs> to slow the cars down because during a test session uh cars were getting up to about two thirty and that that was just Have weight. you been in a car? Like yes. on the track? Yes. Wow, yeah. how was that? Uh I didn't care for it. Really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um So you probably aren't a fan of roller coasters or No. And and there's the, the the worst my worst experience was um I went out to Barber Motorsports Park. And uh, there were um, they invited some media and uh, to ride on the back of um, high performance motorcycles. Oh and, wow! Um, and, and oh so wait, wait, a motorcycle? Wait, uh, that, that's scary. It was, it scary was, it was a <laughs> professional driver, and like so, there was like no sort of tutorial given. All I did was like sign about a hundred pieces of paper saying that if I die, I'm not going to sue the track. And so, um, the driver says, okay, get on. And I, I thought there would be, like, a seatbelt or something. <laughs> He's just like, put your arms around my waist. And I'm like, what? Whoa. And then, and we are off. And uh, when we would go through a turn, Christian, we would be, like, inches away from scraping the pavement. And I absolutely hated every second of it. Um, well, wait, you said a motorcycle, though. It was a motorcycle. Yeah, okay, that's different, uh, yeah. man. I,
3: I don't blame you on that one. I mean, I ride ride
2: motorcycles, but I would not get on the back of somebody I'm, else I'm, going no, around no. a race track I, at, at talladega i did a ride along with dale jr a couple times and he like Were you just cruising it, well to him it was cruising it was probably i like guess one, his speed was maybe 150 oh that's not cruising. yeah that's not cruising i <laughs> but thought I mean, cruising would be like 60 <laughs> oh no no <laughs> you know? no and and but dale's these guys are so talented man it's like you can't really appreciate it until you're in the car but just like to mess with me he would get maybe like an eighth of an inch away from the wall (laughs) right in in the turns because it it, it looked like I was just going straight into the wall that would scare the crap out of me yeah yeah and he was just laughing and having the time of his life and um yeah have (laughs) a winner we Do have we a win. winner. Mr. Um.
8: Danny Weems is the winner. Uh has, has won your ticket. So uh, he he uh he had one guess and called right back with the next guess and nailed it.
3: Wow Danny Weems well congratulations to you and uh, make sure you give a big thanks to Wendy's for putting this on and uh, giving you those tickets because again this would not be possible without Wendy so thank you guys to them and uh, man congrats that was quick so hey he took took advantage of an opportunity and speaking of opportunities yeah. there's a lot of opportunities coming up this weekend uh, specifically tomorrow um, on a day. Um, so a lot of opportunities out there for guys to showcase, um, you know, what they've learned and, and and how they've grown this spring and uh, go out there and show the the fans kind of, you know, where they're at as a team and, and them as individuals, but also uh, show the coaching staff, you know, that they can provide some contributions this coming fall. So um, excited for 8A 8, 8 tomorrow. Uh, matter of fact, I think we have my dad on um, Corey Miller, nine year NFL veteran would love to, to to get your thoughts. First and foremost, how's it going? What are you up to today? And uh, secondly, what, what are your thoughts on A-Day? What, anything you're expecting to see? I know we're going to talk about the quarterbacks, but uh, anything you're looking forward to seeing uh, from Alabama tomorrow during A-Day?
11: Uh, uh, Good Friday, guys. Hope you're doing well. I know uh, we talked about Good Friday a couple weeks ago, but every Friday, a good Friday, that God gives us uh, breath on this side of, of earth. But I'm uh, doing well. Enjoy listening to uh First hour, the good feet, folks. And then, of course, y'all talking about NASCAR. By the way, Lars, does that answer Charlotte? I was thinking the first race might have been held in Charlotte, not me.
2: Well, it, it, the answer is already wrapped in controversy, okay? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I realized that after. <laughs> because, okay, so the, the, the NASCAR held its first race on a beach road course on, on Daytona Beach. But really, what we were looking for was the strictly stock. Right. Because NASCAR, in order for it to be a real NASCAR race, it has to have it has to be a stock car. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was held at the Charlotte Charlotte Fairgrounds Speedway uh, on June 19, 1949. Uh, Jim Roper can't forget him. uh, He he won the race. And uh, and interestingly, uh, Bob Flock, uh, he won the pole. And this is, this is what's really interesting. Sarah Christian, a woman, finished 14th. And she's credited as the first woman to uh, ever uh, race in NASCAR's premier division. So, our, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a lot. going on there. Both
8: answers. He gave one answer, and then I I, I, I turned him down, and I, he called back and gave the other. So he
3: so
2: he, so. Yes, he knows his history. Yes, yeah.
3: Yes. yeah. But, but really, real quick though, I mean, first woman to race in NASCAR. We're talking nineteen forty nine. Nineteen forty nine. That's incredibly progressive. I'm surprised yeah. you don't hear, maybe they do. You know, talk about that more. But that that's yeah, nineteen forty nine. First woman to to race a,
2: that. Sarah, wow. Sarah Christian, she finished 14th, that's and awesome. um, yeah, boy, uh, that almost warrants further investigation. Of, uh, that's uh, what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm kind of curious now. I'm like, yeah. well, why do we not hear about it? That's that's big. That's yeah. a very big deal. <laughs> I'll, look, I'll look into
3: that.
11: Yeah, I thought it was very uh, very C- interesting. But I, Corey,
2: yeah, Corey, I are, are, you, are you are you NASCAR fan, Corey? Sounds like it.
11: <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard Christian tell you how much I love cars, so he, he get he get that very honest, but. Um, I do like it, but I can't really sit there and watch it for twelve hours. I mean, it's just like <laughs> I can go like shopping and go swimming, work out, come back, and then they got like forty-eight laps left. And um, <laughs> I like the the end of it. But I'm friends with you know Denny Hamlin. I, I I'm with this event every year here in uh, Charleston, Daniel Island. I know uh, Dale and Earnhardt Jr. My father took Christian in, CG up to a thing they had up in Charlotte, and oh, that's right, a uh, little event, and going um, to meet those guys. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I watch it, pay attention from from afar. I wouldn't call myself an avid uh, fan, but man, I would say though, knowing those guys and just talking to them and, and what goes on, and you know, it, it's unbelievable to be in a car that long, going that fast, and the wrecks, the attention span. I mean, just the ability to, to try not to make mistakes. I mean, it's. It's a lot. I know we don't really... May not call them athletes, but I do. I call them guys yeah, the athletes to be able to, just to have that mentality to be inside a vehicle and drive it that fast. And, you know, and, and, and Miss Allison was talking about, you know, having to make that quick decision and worry about the consequences later. You know I mean? It's a, it's a fun sport, man. It really is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I really thought of it like that until, you know, you were just describing it. Now I think about it. I mean, that really does take so much you know precise focus and attention to detail i mean because again i mean you're you're flying it what's the
2: is it like 200 miles per hour slow? like uh, yeah like 190 195 the Talladega. yeah I mean, yeah. and you know i know
3: that he's threat. Fast
2: track. Yeah, then you're talking
3: about sitting in the car that long. I mean, I have long legs. I, I wonder if there's It'd something about height for drivers, like, is, yeah. is, are shorter drivers at a more advantage for the, the comfort of being? Like, that might be silly, but I, I'm genuinely curious now because someone with well, long legs, I feel yeah. like I would get <laughs> stiff and cramped up. Uh, you'd,
11: be, you'd, you'd be tough, man. I mean, Michael Waltrip's probably one of the tallest drivers. Of, he's tall. Yeah. Um, but again, these these cars, are, you know, they fit it and all kind of but most of them are small you know just um bubble wallace is a pretty big and, dude mm-hmm. yeah Bubba. i mean and um there's one more i can't think of but yeah i mean I, it definitely that would be an issue anything about man that long bathroom you know you got to go in your pants and all that kind of stuff but it's a lot that goes oh into, geez I, th- i've
2: fun. got a million stories well, about yeah, guys, to you guys <laughs> going to
3: the bathroom well, yeah, yeah, that's actually a thing yeah. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. That's
11: oh, a man. big thing. I mean, it's, <laughs> but but I tell you what, the one thing, guys, that, you know, when you talk about what the driver of the car, I would say to your pit crew is huge uh, when you talk about who wins a race, man, because yeah. I've been in the pit uh, with Michael Waltrip and, and they put the headsets and I watched him and changing them tires, gas. I mean, just, I mean, it is unbelievable uh, how fast these dudes, man. I mean, the best pits. Has a lot to do with who wins races as well. I mean, the one mistake in there can cost. You.
2: We, and I mean, a lot of those guys are former football players. I was players. about to say that the, you actually the, you have the build and, and like I've the got, length. i have been like, approached about that. Yeah, like you'd be no, a good actually crew. they've they've
3: approached me about uh, my interest in being a pit crew member, and I was about to say uh, a, a large hotbed for these pit crew members are college football players because I know I can probably name three, four, five guys that I played with at Alabama that if they're not currently in a pit crew, they've at least uh, yeah. took that route because they actually. I think they had a relationship and I I might just be making this up, but maybe with Scott Cochran, Yep. And they would reach out to him and say, "Hey, maybe do you have any guys who might not, you know, end up playing football, but might be interested in taking this
2: route?" And and yeah, man, there's a lot of opportunities for former All athletes. Doing I remember like a, a few Clemson players um, mm-hmm. are or with uh, Hendrick Motorsports, but yeah, I mean, and it's it's a full time job. I mean, it, to be a member of the pit crew, you are going to be working out at the sort of team facility the three days that you're home between traveling and being at the the track and mm-hmm. um, it's a yeah. I mean, hey, a, a tenth of a second, two tenths of a second uh, on pit road that can be the difference between winning and losing. I mean, really, and if if, if you mess up on pit road uh you can definitely lose the race you can have the best car the best driver and then if uh you know just a tiny little mistake in in the pits and it will uh, be a problem but just real quick about our nascar drivers athletes i remember back in 2009 jimmy johnson was named by the associated press as the male athlete of the year like and he beat out roger federer usain bolt tiger woods oh wow like, uh, yeah, that was when Jimmy, uh, had just won his, uh, fourth straight NASCAR championship and he became the first driver in NASCAR history to do that. And, uh, for my money, Jimmy Johnson's the, the greatest NASCAR driver in history, uh, more talented yeah. than Dale senior and Dale junior and um, the whole c- crew. Good stuff.
11: You well, better we, You might have some folks kicking your door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they
3: probably Take it serious. Well, on the next side of this break, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of Alabama football and A-Day coming up. And uh, if anybody listening wants to hop in on the conversation again, you can call us at 205-342-9904. Again, you're listening to Big Noon Sports. We'll be right back.
1: From T-Town to the Plains. This is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. Team Wisconsin,
0: Tide 100.9
7: Tuscaloosa weather increasingly cloudy this afternoon. The chance of a few scattered showers. The high around 80. For tonight, cloudy. A good chance of showers. Maybe a thunderstorm in spots. The low 52. And a nice day tomorrow. The sky sunny. The high at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Want to
0: know what's going on with the Crimson Tide down? The Tide One Hundred Point Nine app today.
3: Score! Welcome back to the show. Big News Sports Hello, Christian Miller here, Lars Anderson. Matt Coulter uh, over at Talladega. Also joined by Corey Miller, nine-year NFL veteran. Let's talk a little Alabama football. Let's just jump in. Everybody talks about the quarterbacks. We can too. What are your thoughts right now? I know you haven't really seen them, but if you were a betting man, who would you say you would give the edge to without seeing it, but if you just had to, from what you've seen out of the two guys in the past, would you lean more to right, or Ty Simpson and I'll even throw, I'll throw a third option in there. Do you see oh. them going into the transfer portal for a quarterback? This will be a better question next week after A-Day. But, just, <laughs> but let's, we're going to jump the gun. Everybody wants yeah, everybody to know. Everybody wants to know. Everybody wants to talk about
2: it. Like In, in all yeah. of college football, it's yeah. not just Alabama fans. Like, uh, everybody everywhere. wants to know.
11: Everybody wants to know what's going to happen down there because you know, they've had this great run, guys, as you all know, great quarterbacks. I mean, uh, you know, from Hurst, Mac Jones, the two I mean, just it just goes on. I mean, these guys have been dynamic at the quarterback position, and now you got two guys in Taylor Milrow and Ty Simpson that are pretty much unproven. We got a glimpse of, of Milrow, of course, of A&M game, and, and everybody kind of got up in arms about it because, you know, he wasn't this uh, guy that was dissecting, you know, coverages and, and looked great, but, you know, he still won the game. He did what he had to do, uh, I'm sure, with really little preparation and an offensive system that really tailored to his skill set. So that being said, you know, he's got to be QB1, in my opinion, because he has uh, the most experience out of the two QBs. And and I think now, you know, with Tommy Reese being the offensive coordinator and, and his mentality, uh, you know, of, of being physical, tight ends in the ball game wants to run it. First, be a run-first team again. Uh, you know that's going to open up play-action passes. Now you talking about having a, a, a you know his greatest skill set running the football. Uh, with Milrow, runs a four-three, four-four, forty that gives you big play potential. I like it. I like just from that setup. I think it helps him get get back to Alabama standards. Getting mm-hmm. getting back to Alabama football, being physical in the trenches at the line of scrimmage, the point of attack. You know, getting four or five yards on the first down in second and medium, you know, staying out of third and longs, obvious passing situations. I think Milro gives them that opportunity with uh with the the, the mindset of the offensive coordinator, what he likes to do. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Uh, Ty Simpson, I know, very talented, very highly thought of guy, can throw it around, can spin it. Uh I think he's definitely the guy can move around two in the pocket, can extend plays and and improvise. Um, but I think if you're gonna tailor your offense to getting back to you know, running the football, that's going to be your mentality. Uh, that's going to be, you know, what you want to do. And that's obvious what they want to do. Um, I think Milro gives you a great chance because now he's an extra back, if you will. You know, and, and we go back to the whole comparison with Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know, people are going to say, well, he can't throw. You know, you got that. I mean, remember they said all that about Jalen, but to do won a ton of football games for Alabama. Everybody wants to see PlayStation, you know, Madden football now. Everybody wants to. Throw up for 400 and you know and, and eight touchdowns and you know, but you know you got to still get back to the basics and I think Alabama got away from that mm-hmm. uh, a little bit and they got away from that mentality of dominating the line of scrimmage up front, uh, running the ball down and when they get a 10-12 point lead in the fourth quarter they run clock on you, that four-minute offense. They they didn't have that in the last couple of years and I think that is, that really hurt them. So that being said, I I, I think. Miro's a guy for the job. I think it's his job to lose. Um, but I don't think you're going to get an answer, guys, from A-Day. I really don't because it's so generic. It's going to be base football. It's not going to be schemed. No. Um, so you're not going to see but but so much. I mean, so I don't think I will caution Alabama fans to not come away with, well, this guy should be the starter or the other based on A-Day. I mean, we haven't seen practice. Uh, coaches already pretty much know who's done the best job. Coach Saban's not going to tell you that, but uh, they know that already. Uh, but I think, you know, we're not going to know until first week, 10 days before the first game of the 23 season. And, but I think you can get an idea, uh, even though being so generic, guys, that, you know, who can do what. I think you'll get to see some glimpses of has Miro, you know, taking steps toward being a better passer? Is the decision making on point? You mm-hmm. know, was Ty Simpson, is he throwing darts? And, and I'll say this real quick and i shut up. Mac Jones, to me, Christian, when all you got, I remember you got the MVP defensively, he got it offensively. When you, you guys were young and playing against the, the ones, they got better. And then people were like, when when they lost Tua, or who's going to be the next quarterback? Lost Jalen. Well, Mac Jones, well, he ain't never played that much and he just goes out there and lights it up. I think either one of these quarterbacks we're going to be saying the same thing. So I think, we, you know, we keep worrying about who's a starter going to be, but I think both these guys will have the ability to start. And I don't think, even right now, it's too late to go on the portal. Somebody come in and try to learn your system this late. I, I just don't see that happening at all.
2: Hold on. That way, he buried the lead here. You were MVP of A-Day?
3: Uh, well, the defensive side. Yeah. I was like, something like that. Did, you did, you did, know dads keep up with all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> did, I remember Did getting you get anything work. for it? They get, they hand out plaques But I mean They're they not plaques A little awards uh, Yeah I mean yeah, But they, they give them a lot You know there's like Linebacker award Offense line award yeah. I mean there's a lot I'm not no, trying to cool. downplay anything no, but, cool. you, but I you know, I don't like I know Bragging about me but, I know but, you're you know, But no, I appreciate him Throwing that out there But yeah no, well, I want to follow up on that You, you mentioned We got a glimpse Of Milro last year And you, you mentioned A lot of uh, The things that he He does offer And can attribute At the quarterback position But out of that, you know, quick little glimpse that we did see, what would you say would be the main things you think he needs to to improve upon or that you need to see from him that where he needs to take steps um, to be the starting quarterback at Alabama based off that small sample size that you got last year?
11: Well, I think it's footwork. I think it's mechanics. I think you want to watch for mechanics. Watch his footwork, you know. Is he, does he have good, solid footwork? You know, watch his eyes. I mean, can he you know, look off of safety make a throw over here. Just things like that, that you want your quarterback to, to grow and learn and get better. You know, that his mechanics, you know, what's the throwing motion like? I mean, he, it was like he was throwing fastballs, right? He was like, he's a pitcher in baseball. That's how he was throwing that I saw. Yeah, he's got, heat. Of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got some heat, but yeah. but you know, the, the touch throw was a problem. I mean, you got a guy, you know, check down, Charlie check down, man. You don't need to throw a hundred mile an hour fastball to Charlie check down. This you know, what a, a pass in the end zone where he needs to just kind of lead to receiving a corner route, you know, throw it over to the back pylon, things like that. I'm looking for those types of things. Uh, he's a football player. We know he can play football, but can he, has he gotten better with the mechanics? Because I think probably Ty Simpson was better in that area. I think he probably had better footwork. Uh, you know, he had better throwing motion, maybe a better arm, mm-hmm. um, you know, but but I'm going to be looking at both of these things out of these guys because they're not going to let them run a the full offense and, you know, RPOs and things like that, and him getting crushed. i do not to see that happening because, uh, you know, you don't want to get you guys hurt in any day. Right.
2: Uh, this is for both of you guys and, Corey, I'll start with you. Have you ever been around a player who is just so-so like in practice, but then on Sunday or Saturday... Gamer, that's what he, they call that. Yeah, he's balling out. <laughs> it's called a gamer. Okay, so That's the term. As a yeah. gamer. Okay, yeah. so Corey, yeah. does anybody leap to your mind of uh, that fits that description?
11: <laughs> Lord, I'm laughing when you start that question because the, the one guy just, just clearly popped into my brain when you started that question, and I laugh about it because Rodney Hampton was our running back. Mm-hmm. He played at Georgia um, back when they had a, a plethora of backs Keith Henderson, Rodney Hampton, Tim Worley. I mean, it was running back. Uh, you know, all day long out of Georgia, but man, when I first got to New York and you know watched him, I, I watched him in the Super Bowl in 1990 when they beat the Bills. He was good. Him and OJ Anderson, but then when I watched Rodney Hampton practice, I'm like, dude, can he even play on Sunday? I mean, the deal was horrible. I mean, he was like knock knees and, and limping around. I mean, I mean, if you just saw Rodney Hampton practice, you would have said, what in the world? Why is he in the league? I mean, he had a bad body. I mean, you know, it wasn't no, you know, he didn't look like Christian wasn't the guy that lived in the weight room. I mean, he didn't do any of that. But man, on Sunday at one o'clock on Fox, you know, on four on CBS, this dude—I don't know what they injected him with—but <laughs> it was a totally different guy. I mean, dude, now he's in the Ring of Honor. When I went up to Legends uh, Week for uh, this past season, the Cowboys game, him and him and OG, my, my two teammates, uh, got you know. Put in the ring of honor. And um, man, that's just like, I laughed at Hamp. I said, Hamp, dude, he didn't want to practice. He just said, see me, see me, see me when we do one on one, you know, pass progress to back. Said, I was bringing heat. He'd be like, oh, and he would he would hide in the line. Like, he looked to see where I was going to be at. And he was getting in he like, let me get into some of those other guys. I mean, because he hated practice. But boy, on Sunday now, the dude turned up. So you have guys that way. And, and, and again, Coaches let them get away with it because they they produce on Sunday.
3: You know that's tough for me to answer only because um, see the NFL there's probably guys that can get away with that, but at Alabama it's there's such a significance on practicing and and the standard that mm. we set for practice that at least when I was playing if a guy wasn't living up to that standard it wouldn't even just be the coaches getting on them the players are getting on them mm. like I don't know if you saw yeah. Mar- Marlon's tweet. It's actually funny. We should talk about this. Marlon tweeted, and I and I it was funny as I remember this, Marlon, Marlon Humphrey, <laughs> Marlon, you're Marlon about. Humphrey. I'm talking about is, uh, best corner in the NFL right for now for the Baltimore Ravens right now, All Pro cornerback. So we redshirted our first year right uh, in 2014. Well, in 2015, he was pretty much he's starting at the cornerback position. They were expecting a lot out of him. You know, he redshirted the year prior, but now he's not a redshirt anymore. Well, <laughs> Marlon had a little growing up to do. He'd be the first one to tell you that. Well, he just wasn't really practicing great. And and he just, his demeanor about it, he kind of was just going through it. And uh, Gino Smith, Gino Matias Smith, now, <laughs> he told me, it was like, if you don't pick it up in practice, I'm going to tell the D line to jump you. And they were, <laughs> it's like he's being funny, but he's being dead serious. <laughs> what does that mean, jump you? Like, uh basically uh multiple guys physically uh beat you up. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah. And so uh and the moral big of the dudes. story was yeah, big dudes. That's why I see the defensive line. And the defensive line in twenty fifteen was A Robinson, Jaron Reed, um the, yeah, the yeah. Jonathan Allen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I got the, it. Yep. Yeah, so in and Marlon's tweet was, you know, it concluded by saying the moral of the story was I started practicing better. <laughs> so that, that's that's kind of the accountability that we had in practice. And so th- there wasn't much room to have gamers. Now there were some guys that they weren't necessary. I wouldn't say they weren't as talented as they seemed in practice, but I think that more was a testament of the talent of the team that they didn't stick out as much in practice just because you were playing or going against the best every single day. But then when you get out and you face another team, who's just not as talented as you are, the guys that look kind of average in practice, they're superstars against the, no, no disrespect, the Kentuckys, the Tennessees. The, you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think my situation might have been a little bit different just because, you know, the, our program was so rich with talent, our standard that Coach Sabin sets, the standard the, the, the players then, you know, follow. Um but I, I will agree I think uh, my dad's 100% Can, right. In the NFL uh, you
2: see that a lot more let often. Me, let me reverse this a little bit Christian. Uh if there's a guy that you know is immensely talented mm-hmm. at Alabama and you don't have to use any names mm-hmm. but he is just not a good practice player is Saban going to play him? So he's in the he's, game he's, he's immensely a, talented immensely, but in yeah, practice it just goes he, through the motions.
3: If if he's proven that he can be uh, counted upon and relied uh, relied on in those games, and that he will uh, contribute, then he will play him. I'll give you an example: uh, Eli Ricks last year. Yeah, remember how everybody was like, "Why isn't Eli Ricks? Or excuse me, why isn't Eli Ricks playing?" What did Coach Saban say? He's got to show, and prove in practice. Keyword: in practice, that he understands his job, he knows his role, and he can contribute. Then he can be trusted. So that's a, that's a perfect example. Yeah. Then what happens? They struggled a little bit on the back end. what they do? They went to Eli. Went to the bench and said, hey, let's give this guy a chance. We, we know he's talented. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have the right practice habits, so to speak. But we know he can play. Let's give him a shot. They put him in the game. He plays great. What happens? He starts the next week. So that, that would be yeah. my example. I'm glad yes. you asked that because yeah. that came to my mind. Was, oh, that's
2: yeah, that's, that's perfect a perfect example. Perfect example. So, yeah. so,
3: yeah, he will play you.
2: But it just might take longer. Again, it's all about trust with Coach Saban, and I, and I feel like Saban probably emphasizes practice more than the majority of the coaches. Yeah, I mean, I know, it's, it's, I know, every, it's important everywhere. Well, right? I
3: was about to say, it, it, it seems as if everybody emphasizes about the same because what happens is, if 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 we're not practicing well, who's the first person he gets on? Them. It's, yeah. he holds them well he holds us accountable but he also holds every coach assistant coordinator doesn't matter why isn't that why isn't he running on why like he, he's on and so they're almost enforcing it more than him if I'm being honest with you because they don't want to hear it from him because they know if guys like if the coordinator if the defense isn't acting up or they're acting up and they're not
2: producing or they're not practicing to his standard the coordinator knows what's coming <laughs> All right, we got a lot more good conversation coming coming up next with uh, Corey Miller still with us, and Christian and myself, Lars. We'll be right back. This is Big News Sports.
1: From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports.
0: Where will you be a A national championship team covering a national championship team? The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: Welcome back into Big Noon Sports. Corey Miller is our guest. Corey, let's talk NFL draft. Uh, what was your experience? I, I think I've asked you this before, but I, I, I think it bears repeating. What was your experience? And then the, the follow-up is uh, do you think the Texans are making, uh, excuse me, uh, do you think Charlotte is making the right decision by picking Bryce Young number one overall? All signs point to the Carolina Panthers again taking Bryce Young number
11: one. Yeah, um, man, my experience was so, god so different. You know, 1991 uh, back when they had 13 rounds and Uh, You know, it was crazy. I was called a tweener um, because I played both defensive end and linebacker and tight end. Um, So I got hurt my senior year against Virginia Tech. Hurt my knee and and just kind of battled through the season. Uh, Didn't have a great year. I had a great year against the run, but I couldn't rush the passer because I couldn't turn off the corner. But, um, yeah, it was weird, man, because I went to the combine, but I couldn't participate only just the bench and all the you know the mental stuff, um, so that kind of hurt me. I ended up going from uh, what people say was a second round pick to sixth round to the Giants. I just remember Bill Parcells calling me and uh, him and George Young and getting me on the phone and and uh, telling me they were getting ready to draft me. And um, Bill was like, nah, I want you to know that don't don't think you're going to play linebacker. I may move you to tight end." <laughs> so, I was like, "Oh man." It didn't matter because I'm just a, was a country boy, you know, living a, a dream that one day I could play in this league and watching, you know, Lawrence Taylor and, and all those linebacks that the Giants had. And I knew I could fit in that system and, uh, you know, having a locker next to him and between him and Carl Banks and it was just amazing. And, I mean, you know, just getting that call. And I kind of relived it with Christian, you know, uh, being down in Tuscaloosa and watching Ron Rivera Um uh, and and uh, I think it was Marty Herney uh, giving him a call and sent mm-hmm. him uh, talk to the coach. And I, I had to kind of lived that back replayed in my mind how just how he was feeling. And, man, you know, um, I sent him just tear up with, with joy. And it was just a blessing. All that was just just good. And I had just talked to Ron Rivera in Columbia uh, at the Chop House Steakhouse. And he was telling me how much he loved Christian. And they really wanted to draft him. And, and um and they end up doing it, so that was kind of a cool deal. But, but yeah, man. Uh, as far as the Panthers are
2: concerned, uh, d- 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 I think Corey, it's right. can I just, can I, it, Sorry to interrupt. Yep. I, I just looked up the linebacking crew at uh, for the Giants in 1991. Holy cow! Yeah. Carl Banks, <laughs> Steve Diassi who's a really good player. Yep. Pepper Johnson, excellent player out of yep. Ohio State. Cannavis McGee, I think he was a first round draft pick out of Colorado. Uh, Yourself, uh, Corey Miller And uh, Gary Reasons Also a great player And then, oh yeah, Lawrence Taylor (laughs) Yeah, I was
3: like, you must be saving the best for last (laughs) No offense, no offense I mean, that
2: is That is a linebacking room Like, I've probably never seen before
11: Oh, brother It was stacked, I mean, listen um, Canavis McGee Was a second round pick out of Colorado Garrett Bunch was our first round pick uh, out of Michigan, a running back. Um, and uh, then they drafted Winston Moss. His brother was Anthony Moss, who played for the Raiders. You might remember that name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a Florida State guy. They drafted in the fourth round in front of me, and I was the third outside backer taken in the draft. That's why they were like, we don't know where we're going to play you. I was kind of that utility player, which I ended up playing multiple. I played all every position. Sam, Mike, we called um, had a mole position, which weak side inside backer. I played the wheel, which... Was position. So I, I went in backing up every single position. I ended up playing all those positions. And um, and I just remember Parcells, uh, when we took the flight up, they bring you up after you get drafted. We were at the Sheridan Hotel across from uh, Giant Stadium, and Bill walks in that meeting room that morning, and uh, that night he goes, you know, congratulations. Um, but I just want you all to know I don't give a bleep uh, if any of you all get on the bus in the morning or not. He said, "We just won the Super Bowl, and I, I can care less. I don't need any of you blip. and guys. And um, and I'm looking like, man, this dude's serious. I mean, he was like, said, I'm looking at the depth. So I'm like, well, this might be hard, but but when you're a competitor, you know, I, I I welcomed it because I knew I could play. I knew that I could do a lot of different things, man. And and like you said, with all those guys you just named, that was our group. And uh, Canavis end up getting cut. Uh, Anthony Moss didn't even make it. Um, and so I end up being the starter by the end of my rookie year. Um, launch goes down with a, a ton of Qings against, uh, Green Bay. Uh, I come in and start and, uh, gets Warren Moon. And I get to an Aztec, I believe it was, on the year. And, um, and then, uh, they end up cutting Carl Banks. Then I became the starter alongside LT. And so it just, that's just how the league works, man. And, and Carl was like, it's it was one of them things that I hated because he took me in. He was such a great guy. Took me to his house, would feed me, and tell me how to be a pro. And and I ended up taking this position, which was it was it was sad, man. But he he understood it. And he ended up going to Washington. But yeah, man, Diassi, big 265 pounds, middle linebacker Gary Reed is from Northwestern. Very smart. Uh, you know, he's an academic guy. Tell everybody where to go, get lined up. Pepper was all doing everything at Ohio State. He was kind of the mouthy, you know, get after people. Um, and so we just had different guys, man. And it was it was linebacker you and uh, I had the privilege of playing with some great ones.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting here you talk about that um, just because I, I don't think I've ever really asked you a bunch of detail on your time and like the guys you played with and how you know, the the the, the uh, dynamics kind of worked. But just hearing that is. Is also similar, and it just shows you the nature of the beast, and that's kind of how it works. So unfortunately. You, you get drafted to a place a guy that takes you under his wing, and he's literally nurturing you and showing you the ropes, and then you take you his take job. his job. Yeah. It's 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 tough. <laughs> no, it's 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 really tough. I want to segue real quick, um, just because I want to get your thoughts on this, and uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch this. You probably haven't. If you if you haven't, and, and honestly, anybody listening out there, I think it's a great listen. It's a podcast. It's the pivot um, that Bryce Young was on. On, uh, recently um, you can catch it on youtube uh, but it consists of you know ryan clark fred taylor and channing crowder uh, but they interview bryce young and his dad on this podcast this is great stuff bryce, bryce dropped uh, a lot of good nuggets on there and gave you a really good uh, inside look on him but i want to ask you specifically about something that he uh had said on there and that was really interesting to me and i never thought about this perspective of nil they were asking him about Um, you know, the perspective of he's about to sign a contract, a $40 million contract. And they were saying, are you prepared for that? And everything that comes with that, that, that's a lot of money. That's literally game changing, life changing. It changed everybody around you's life. Mm -hmm. And his answer was interesting. You know what he said? He said, you know, I I do feel like I'm prepared. um, And I am very grateful for NIL because guys, he's already a millionaire.
2: Yeah. And he knows how to
3: manage. And, he know, body. he already has that in, in place. And I thought about it. I'm like, granted, not everybody's going to have the opportunity to make six figures in college and then go on and make $40 million on their first contract. But I'm like, actually kind of that if you look at it from that perspective, I guess life really is all about perspectives. But we always talk about how bad NIL is and how dangerous it is. But then I'm like, this guy literally just said it was a tremendous opportunity for him to learn how to manage money and to be prepared for that next step. So that he's not really concerned at all about the uh, you know what's coming up because he feels like he's already kind of got a, a taste or a preview of that. And I'm like, that's a great point. I mean, he already was managing over <laughs> a million dollars at 20, 21 yeah. years old. There's not really much. I mean, yeah, 40 million's way more than one million, two million, but he's already prepared. So. Yeah,
11: but it it's all the same. I mean, and the thing is, that's why he's going to be, to even to answer the last question earlier, he will be the, the pick for the Panthers because he has everything. I mean, his play speaks for itself. The calmness, the coolness on the football field, making great decisions. Uh, Frank Wright, who loves great players like that, on and off the field. I mean, he's just so solid in every area. Mentally, there's nobody stronger uh, than Bryce Young. And he played at the program that asked so much of you. That's demanding. Alabama, one of the most demanding coaches. Nick Saban. He's, like, he's been under pressure. It didn't bother him. So that's why he's going to be the first pick. He's going to be a guy that sets the tone for a lot of these draftees because he's smart. And he's dealt with money. He's got a strong family structure. He's a, he's a man, young man of faith. And um, and I just love the kid. I mean, it just in his interviews. I mean, he used to make me mad on the field because I thought he was too calm. I want him to get mad sometimes. <laughs> like, get mad at the linemen. They're not blocking. You know, they're doing lookouts. I mean, so he just stay calm. I mean, that tells me he's a tremendous leader. He's a service leader, and that's what you need at that quarterback position. I think he's going to do phenomenal. Uh, that $40 million is going to be a start because he'll be a Jalen Hurts down the road signing $255 million deal, which blows my mind.
2: Great analysis, Corey. Uh, The three of us will be right back for our our final uh,
1: few minutes here on Big Noon Sports. From T-Town to the Plains, this is Alabama's most in-depth analysis on the SEC. This is Big Noon Sports. right here in Birmingham, Alabama. We are here treating patients from every generation across the United States
0: and
5: from around the world. As respected industry leaders, we are here
4: working hard for you
6: in an effort to provide you with
5: excellence in sports medicine, excellence in research and education,
6: and excellence in sports injury prevention.
5: We are here for you aggressively
0: pursuing victory over injury.
2: Call Haley on her cell, yes, her cell, 205-792-1813. That's 205-792-1813. Let Haley help you
0: tide 100.9 tuscaloosa weather
7: increasingly cloudy this afternoon the chance of a few scattered showers the high around 80 for tonight cloudy a good chance of showers maybe a thunderstorm in spots the low 52 and a nice day tomorrow the sky's sunny the high at 72 i'm james Spann on the abc 3340 weather center on tide 100.9 it's 73 degrees in tuscaloosa
0: a national championship team covering a national championship team. The best sports talk in the state. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
3: Welcome back to the show. Big News Sports on this Friday edition. Christian Miller here with Lars Anderson, joined with our guest Corey Miller wrapping up we got a couple minutes real quick I want to ask you last question and uh, going into tomorrow the big day a day who's going to be your pick uh, if you had to take one right now it's going to be standout player of the game I think last year we might have seen it was it Jameer Gibbs maybe Uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball uh, got transferred yeah. in the program. Um, you know, so this year, do you have any guys that, that you want to circle uh, or, or mark down as maybe being the you know, impact player uh, tomorrow? i um, I like, give you a couple yep. of names. You know, you got Malik Benson, who just transferred in a wide receiver. A lot of eyes will be on him. You got two quarterbacks. Um, you got the, the freshman sensational running back, Justin Haynes. A lot of, uh, Justin Haynes, a lot of people are talking about. Uh, or you got the defense side of the ball. Give me your pick for tomorrow, player of the game.
11: Well, I got two guys. I got a CNC factory, you know, a group called CNC Music Factory. You're probably too young Christian, to know who that is. I'm going on deep. I'm going Caleb Downs.
1: There you go.
11: Caleb Downs is going to showcase why he was a huge get for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I'm going my man that rocks the name Corey. If you got the name Corey, you better be a baller. He spells it differently, but I'm I'm, going to let him go on that. And I'm going to give him some grace. Brooks. Is his last name? I'm, you know, we got to get a wide receiver to step up. I think this is a guy that's gonna shine, shine, shine. But the biggest area I'm looking at, guys, real quickly, is Kevin Steele. Can Kevin Steele get the mentality back on this defense? Will they have an attitude? Will they strike fear in the hearts of opposing offenses? Because the defense, we talk about the quarterback, but to me, it's been the defense that has let this team down. It was a defense that caused them to lose the game at Tennessee. It was a defense on the road at LSU, the Bayou, that caused them to tie the game. So what fans should look at, is the defense, because the defense has been the problem. Can Kevin Steele from Dillon, South Carolina, get the talent back to prominence on that side of the ball? Wow.
2: Corey Miller needs to give the pregame speech. <laughs> Absolutely. I think he
3: just gave it. <laughs> he did. He did. Man, great stuff. We got to get out of here. Everybody have a great weekend. Go to A-Day or watch it if you can. We'll see you guys Monday. Big noon sports.